see are these offensive linemen. That's my thing through this whole offseason. I'm going to let everyone else fuss over quarterbacks, wide receivers, Najee Harris, everything else, the defensive positions, the cornerback at the right side, everything. I want to see this offensive line come together as I believe it will. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. Day two of the Steelers OTAs proved to be every bit as eventful as day one, which is to say these things aren't eventful at all. They're just not. (laughs) Ask anybody who does any kind of football writing at any level, the least favorite question that they get from readers, and it's, how did so-and-so look? They're not actually doing anything. You can't really tell how they look. I guess to an extent you can look at someone's you know, conditioning, but it's the NFL, and this is Mike Tomlin who is obsessive about conditioning and adhering to conditioning. You're not going to see someone show up out of shape or looking especially in shape. There's just shape. And the drills don't allow for individual players to excel or shine, other than, you know, if there's a difficult pass to catch and someone goes up and gets it. But even then, you know, it's football in shorts, as Tomlin himself likes to say. But I want to listen. I want to see the expressions on the faces of these offensive linemen as they come in because they are the swing vote in this season. They're the ones who are going to decide how this thing goes. When you read or hear a lot of the prognostications for the coming season, meaning the NFL season, the Steelers get dismissed in large part because of a lack of faith in the O-line. And I get that. You don't just drop a Marquise Pouncey and say everything's okay. Alejandro Villanueva had built up his own name. Matt Filer, established NFL starter. You don't lose those three guys and just say, hey, it's all good. But I kind of like the Steelers' track record with this sort of thing. And I find that anytime someone brings up this point and I challenge them, I challenge them and say, all right, tell me what the weak link is. A, for the most part, they can't even name most of these guys. <laughs> okay. And B, once you do process some of the actual information there, you realize that it isn't all that bad. And it might not be bad at all. Going left to right, 
Chuksakorafor is going to be at left tackle for the first time. At least that's the way it's set up right now. I'm not sure what to think of that because I haven't seen him on the left side. I like what I saw on the right side. But that's a different world over there. He does have experience. I'm not going to make any pronouncements about him right now. But he, you know, this is his fourth year. This isn't someone who's just rolling in. And he will hardly be the first tackle to switch from one side to the other. He's done it himself. At right tackle, there's Zach Banner, who was arguably the best offensive lineman the Steelers had in training camp last year. Of course, was lost for the season to the knee injury in the opener in East Rutherford. And then there's the middle, where I really... You know, I can't find myself getting all worried about it. Not yet. The Steelers have made clear that David DeCastro was injured. Okay, let's see a bounce back. He had an abdomen issue. He had other issues. Both of those things held him back early on. Let's see the rebound. At center... You know, it's not pouncy, but it's also not the pouncy that we saw last year. Not trying to be disrespectful here, but that wasn't the same pouncy that we'd gotten used to seeing. It just wasn't. And then there's the left guard. And he's the reason I'm bringing up this subject at all today. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. They've been keeping those promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Kevin Dotson is my guy. Kevin Dotson walked right onto the football field as a rookie. As a rookie who wasn't drafted in some super high round where you'd be thinking he should be making an immediate impact or anything like that, he walked right out onto the football field in 2020. He took Filer's place and offered an immediate, visible, and dramatic upgrade over an NFL starter. That tells me so much about this individual, not just from the athletic standpoint, but also from the attitude standpoint. While the entire rest of the line was operating at a virtual standstill at run blocking, in particular, Dotson was driving people backward onto their hindquarters on running plays. He was outstanding. 
Is he a completed product? Heck no. Does he have a lot to learn, particularly in the area, the vital area of pass blocking? Sure he does. But I want to see more of that in this line. And I'm not even going to revisit the ridiculous decision that Tomlin made to sit Dotson once Filer was healthy for the playoffs. Made no sense. Made no sense whatsoever. And it was being way too attached to a veteran, which happens a little bit too often here. This offensive line needed new vital, vibrant blood. And that's Dotson. Dotson spoke with us after the Steelers' second day of OTAs. And just just listen to him. You'll see what I'm talking about. My offensive lines of any team I've been on, been able to plug people in and still be able to do what they need to do, get done. You know, uh, we're going to miss the leadership of uh, Pouncey and them, but you know, we're going to have to adjust. We can't we can't hold on to it. We have to move on and start our own stuff. This, my friends, is a big, bad man. You do not want to be the one lining up across from him. Never mind how everyone had become so focused in the last two, three years about who would be lining up opposite the Steelers' offensive line. This is the other way around. You don't want to be going eyeball to eyeball, chin strap to chin strap with this young man because he will take you down, not the other way around. I don't know how he lasted four rounds. You know, offensive linemen are not all that easy to forecast. But I can promise you that if there was a redraft right now, and those same NFL scouts had the benefit of picking up on the film that Dotson put together in the 2020 season, he sure wouldn't have been lasting to anybody's fourth round. Not any team, regardless of need. This is a football player. The Steelers got themselves a football player. We'll just see how it all comes together. No, no grand prediction here or anything like that. Let's see how it comes together. I remain optimistic. When we come back, just one question. Today's comes from Will Graham, who asks, How many tailbacks will the Steelers dress for games? I could see them using Anthony McFarland and Benny Snell for different tasks in the same game. One loses some deception that way, but it's also key to play to a particular running back's strength. I, I see what you're saying, Will, since Benny and Anthony are very different backs. Benny's a between the tackles, more of a bulldog type McFarland is more of a a, a high stepper he's going to get to the outside and he's going to generate some splash if he can see some grass in front of him but but what's really going to matter here is not so much the red siren that goes wailing when one of them comes onto the field and you're advertising to your opponent 
hey, this is going to be a sweep to the outside. Or we're coming right at you. What matters the most here is plain and simple performance. If you want to get into a comparison, and, and, and these are always dangerous because we're talking about young players here, and I'm about to compare them to guys that are experienced in the NFL, and you're going to think I'm comparing them on pedigree or performance or anything, which would be ridiculous, but I'm going to do this anyway, hoping that you understand. And that's looking at what the Browns do with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. When you think of Chubb and, and Hunt, you, you think of different type backs. But when you watch Cleveland's offense, you'll see that they run a lot of the same plays and they come at you with the same kind of gusto. And it won't be so much play by play that they'll shuffle in and out, but it'll be more of a series by series thing. Chubb will get two, Hunt will get one. Think back to whenever it was Le'Veon Bell and D'Angelo Williams. Kind of like that. D'Angelo would come on and take every third or fourth series. And when he did, unlike Lev, he ran, I was about to say straight line. It wasn't it was a straight line, but it was a straight diagonal line. Okay. D'Angelo Williams was a a guy who would attack a hole but go at it a slashing runner is what they call it because that's the way it looks on the uh, on the playbook it's just a pew, going diagonally right through the line and getting as much as you can get defenses even though they knew that about D'Angelo they were already in the mode to deal with Lev, or to at least try to deal with him. So when Lev would do that Eddie George-like hesitation at the line, wait for his hole, wait for his hole, and the offensive linemen were tasked with blocking differently because all they were asked to do was really seal blocks as opposed to knocking anyone backward. Then D'Angelo comes on, and the, the chains are off the offensive line. They're told to just go berserk. And it really would weird out the other team. And it worked very, very, very well. D'Angelo Williams didn't get enough credit for how good this football player was in the short time that he was here. If Najee Harris can attack an offense multiple different ways, and I really believe that's the thought process with this player. This is not uh, Derrick Henry who's just going to go plowing through you. He can do that, but he can do more. He can get to the outside. He can work in a wide zone blocking scheme. He can line up at wide receiver, which the Steelers have already had him doing in this rookie camp and in these OTAs. So if he can do those things, he can represent the versatility all by himself. And then whoever it is, that you bring in as your primary backup, whether it's Snell or McFarland, now you're getting a different look regardless of who comes in. Can you have two backups? 
I don't know. I don't know. You know, your original question, Will, was how many tailbacks do they dress for games? It's four. It can be five. Two of those four have to be able to participate in special teams. So if you think about it from that standpoint, there is a primary backup. There is one job to be won, as I was discussing earlier this week on Daily Shot of Steelers. There's one backup tailback job to be won, and that's the one that most likely won't have any special teams role. Who will that be? Plain and simple, it's merit. It's not going to be about style. It's not going to be whose style contrasts or enhances or whatever uh, Najee Harris. It's not. It's going to be who's the better back. Plain and simple. Really, really good question, Will. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we will do it again tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.